Hello Internet, it is the 1st of May 2018, this is the Game Engine Start Podcast, my name is Ewan. My name's Callum. And we're recovering this week from a hail of cardboard and video games, because they all came out in the last week, it seems. Yeah, there's a lot of video games that came out. Feels like it's been a busy one. Um, And also we spent the weekend building shit, which was... And I also like pointed out to the gentleman. And also like I pointed out that I mean there will be video evidence of this eventually. We survived like an hour and a half total, probably, of construction mm. time and did not fall out. We did not shout. Yeah, I we was surprised. Not, we did not say that we were doing it wrong. I mean the game said we were doing it wrong a bunch of times, but you know, we did not tell each other we were doing yeah. it wrong. And I think that shows that we've grown as people. It you was know. yeah, it was all very amicable, which was uh, interesting. It's not yeah. what I expected. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked by that. Um, we should probably just go like uh, we should probably just go into that a little bit actually, just to start off okay. because I mean we've got some stuff to talk about, but that's one of the ones that that we both did. Um, yeah, we built some labo at the weekend. Um, mm. that came out. Um, the we UK. built many of the labos. Built many of the labos. Um, so that came out in the UK on Friday. I in the states for like a week, I think. And mm. um, that thing's cool. So for people who don't know, it's um, it's a Switch game, in inverted commas, experience, tool, learning experience. It's a, sw- it's a Switch tool, I would say. Um, but it's basically, for people who haven't seen it, it's uh, we have the variety pack, which is a bunch of um, cardboard controllers, essentially, for, for the Switch. Peripherals. Cardboard peripherals um, that you build yeah. yourself out of sheets of exceptionally well-made cardboard, um, and they do various things. So there's a fishing one, there's a piano, there's a motorbike, there's a house. Yep. An RC car. There's, a, there's an RC car and a motorbike. And a motorbike, yeah. And um, so yeah. we built all of them except the motorbike, and uh, yeah, that thing was fun actually. Like the yeah, construction it was process. Actually really fun to do. Um, I was kind of intrigued by how they were going to visually represent it because, like, the closest thing you the closest thing you compare it to is like a like a Lego instruction book, right? Where it's like mm. there are no there are no words; it is just like pictures, like illustrated pictures. But like, despite the amount of like repeated instructions in that thing, namely crease the folds all the way, crease the folds, always crease the Make folds. Make sure you crease the folds. Um, crease the folds. That, that was the continual instruction. They wrote a bunch of stuff like unique to each step and each item, which made me laugh quite a lot in some of the ways that they were presenting that that stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. How did you find it? Like it was, it was, it was. I thought that I really liked the presentation of it, like yourself. But it was mainly because of like instead of them just being like, oh yeah, here's the step by step instructions you could do on the switch. They'd actually like put some effort into it. Yeah, and like had. They've wrote, uh, yeah. There was a lot of dialogues. So it was just like, "Hey, crease the folds or whatever." But they were all unique and they were mm-hmm. all like specific, and they were like trying to throw in little jokes. Yeah, they were like bad jokes, but they yeah. were like throwing in little jokes. It was like, they legitimately tried. Like yes. in the in the in the fishing rod, they had it was made out of like basically four, three big bits, and they named the three big bits that all fit oh, into like, each other. They'll like telescope to make the rods. Yeah, yeah, and they'd like name they'd given them names, and they said, "Oh, it's time for like Betty to meet up with Bertha," and you like slide them into each other. So it's like a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you did like you, you would do a certain series of things, and you would finish it, and it would do like a little animation of saying like, "Hey, you did a thing," and it would do like a weird record scratch or like a um, weird like break beat or whatever. And all it did was just remind me of Jet Set Radio. Like I talked a lot on the the video about how fuck this just reminds me of Jet Set Radio and how much I wanted a Jet Set Radio game. Yeah, there was but a lot. It was of, in terms of sound effects, really successful. Yeah, and some of the visual stuff, there was a lot of um, kind of Jet Set Radio in there. I think um, in terms of some of the presentation. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was like from a like from a software perspective, that's one thing. But like the actual stuff itself, like I was really apprehensive about how robust that cardboard can be but the cardboard itself and the construction of it like they make every effort to make it like secure and like hard wearing yeah. and it feels like it could last for a while and especially mm. when you're doing something like the, the the fishing pole for instance where like you're you're winding a reel and that is a thing that is enti- like everything is entirely made out of cardboard except for the the string obviously yeah and 
Like, you could whip that thing round and it felt alright. Like, it didn't feel like it was going to snap off at any point. Yeah, like, it was... Because you, you have to, for part of that game, is, like, aligning the fish. So you have to, like, properly pull the rod and, like, reel it in. Yep. And it didn't feel like it was going to snap or break or bend or anything like that. Like, it was yep. good hardware and garbage. Now, if you, like, throw water at it or whatever, yeah, it's going to oh, yeah, smoosh yeah. up. But, like... Yeah. It still feels good in your hand. It's, yes, it is. And it's really it, satisfying, especially on, the, on the, the rod. They have like a specific bit of cardboard you put in it, like the the card that you, spook, you put in the spokes of your bike to make it sound like a yeah, motorbike. They had it a, makes, makes the clicks of the reel. It's really had, good. They had a little bit that we th- couldn't figure out what it was supposed to do, and then part of the instructions was like, put this thing in here so it makes a click noise when you when you rotate the 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 reel. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's a really nice little detail they have in there. So on top of the actual like... The, the other thing for me as well, like on top of the actual like building of the thing and then the kind of base game that's there, the amount of effort they've put into the here's how all of this actually works is kind of amazing where, so for instance, for the, the, the piano was was the big one that we built on the, on the video and I was still apprehensive about how all of this was going to work. Like it didn't seem like yeah. it could possibly work. But it uses like a combination of like it's the IR sensor basically on the bottom of the Joy-Con and some IR reflective tape in various positions to get it to recognize what mm. was going on, and it worked. Like it worked. It did the thing, and it's kind of amazing. But also, there's a layer underneath the kind of main hey fuck around with the piano where it's like no here's like here's what the IR camera can see and here's how it's working out which key it's there and it's a really good like yeah. if I was. Like if I was, if I had a kid that I was I was building this along with, like it'd be a really cool, like no, like here's stuff working and here's how it works. Yeah, like, like the, it, they they did that for all of them. Of like, yeah. okay, so here's the here's how the, the the controller pulls out this IR field and how it's reflecting back and how that equates to how it works in the game. And it would have been yeah, like if you specifically were a child. Yes, and you were just like, no, I need to know how this works. Totally, it's really good at just going, yeah, here's how it works. Like, there's no magic about it. It's just like, no, it's all this and the, IR the, and this moves and this sense by the accelerometer and and even it, even with st- even the complex stuff like the piano, like they've built it in a way where like they make it so you can open the top of it easily, so you can look in and see it all work. Yeah, like they they yeah. design it specifically for that. So yeah, it kind of it hit all the points I I hoped it was going to hit, and then exceeded them as well. Um, it's exactly what it, it works, and it's exactly what they wanted it to be. So that's I I really enjoyed that stuff. So I have mm. at some point this week I'm building the motorbike with my wife because um, she was she was kind of disappointed she didn't get to build anything. So we're building yeah, that at some point uh, this week. There's plenty to build, so yeah. she'll get her chance. Yes, for sure. Um, but yeah, the the the, the other thing of just like everything everything in that it was it was all very surface level when you finish building it. But then there's another mode that like you can really drill down into it and start like there's a basic programming language in that game and yeah. like the piano turns into like basically like a synth. So you yeah. can start sequencing and doing drum beats and stuff like that. So there's this extra level of like, okay, the kids are gone, now here's something that you can really do with it. And the, it's the one that got me was the the piano's got because uh, again, as we were building it, we didn't quite see what it was doing, what it was gonna do, but there's a slot in the top of the piano that they then unlock mm. and say like, so here, here's on this sheet of cardboard, there's a thing with like a grid of dots on it. And it's basically like a sequen- uh, like a percussion sequencer. So like one of the lines is the bass, one of the lines is a snare, one of the lines is a hi-hat. And then you like cover up the holes in, a, to, in order to make your, your pattern and then put the, the card, physical punch card in the piano, hit the cardboard button and it scans it and turns it into the, ba- the, the drum line. And it's just like... Yeah. It, for what the IR camera in that thing is doing and my experience with IR cameras it is fucking fascinating that that thing works like it should not be as accurate as it is yeah. but like especially when you do the scan thing of the cards like it shows you the inside of the piano and what the IR camera saw and how it worked out like what's in there and it's yeah it's it's pretty accurate it's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing yeah it's... totally um, it's I'm trying to remember how much it actually is the. I think it's like sixty quid, right? I think it's sixty, yeah. Which I think for what you for the amount of time you get out of it and like, like we yeah. we, we we burned through like the piano and stuff relatively quick, like quicker than it said in the, the box anyway. But that's because we weren't kids. I think, like, I think if you really took your time with kids, like, yes, it'll take you like a couple hours at least. We also to- like there. There was a lot, especially in the piano, of like here make this thing now do it again five more times yeah. like if you're doing that on your own it would be very like 
Yeah. Go make one, then make the other, make the other. Whereas we could make like two at a time. So we was... could paralyze them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, there's plenty of video. We'll have at least one of the videos will go up this week. Um, because one of them's a really easy edit job. The second one, not so much. But um, yeah, something will be up this week. Um, so in terms of stuff I did, uh, there's a couple of things that are kind of on hold at the minute for the game I've been playing the most, but. Started a bit of Yakuza Six, not enough to really talk about it. Um, it's yeah. more, it's more Yakuza for sure. It has the same level of like really good translation and really good writing. The story seems pretty interesting, actually. Um, yeah. What they're setting up. I've, I mean, I've been talking to my my friend who's like the Yakuza expert, has like massive fan and stuff of that, and he mm. tells me that it just gets it's very good. He's very yeah. enjoying it. Um, it looks great. It looks really nice. Like this is the this is the first like next gen or current gen only version so like the engine looks real nice like camera ocho has looked is the best it's looked in a while the mm. uh i've done all the mini games and stuff that's there now the live chat mini game is one of the funniest things i think i've ever seen so this is for people who have either played zero or not played at all in zero in yakuza zero which is the one set in the 80s they have the phone dating stations where like yeah. girls will call in you pick up the phone and you sweet talk them enough to go on a date with you um in this one because it's set in 2016 uh, i think it is whenever that game originally came out in japan um it's just an online chat thing and it's like cam girls essentially and the setup is brilliant it is like kiryu on a webcam in the bottom left and like actual FMV, like cam girls at the top, and then just a chat screen on the right, which is and the whole interaction that Kiryu has is he because he is like pushing sixty at this point, like he's in his late fifties. No, is, is he not? Is he not like mid forties or something nope. like that? Look, you look at what age he was in zero. He is late fifties at this point. Um, he um, so it has not dealt with a lot of technology because he's been in prison a lot and has not really had to do much with it so his like two finger typing responses and you have to do like kind of DDR style like button mashing of the right way to type in the right words and like the more excited you get the weirder the typing gets so like as the as it's like as it's building let's say there's just a section where you just have to type boobies with like 14 O's and like it just it's 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 so funny and some of the writing and he, he he is at most 48 in Yakuza. Okay, early okay, early <laughs> 50s, let's say. Um it's still it's still funny to watch him type the word boobies. Totally. It's it's yeah, and also like they have a simulated chat on the right with the other people who are in the chat room all of which have really terrible names and are just the worst people like the, i think there's literally a dude called like milady fedora and stuff like like they have they have taken what was obviously there before and really kind of done a proper job with the english translation where the jokes make sense um in english and yeah, and there's there's not a lot of like references that we're not going to get or anything like that. Like they, I'm continually impressed with how well they translate those games. Um, but like I say, in terms of everything else, like I'm just I'm still super early on, so I don't haven't really had the chance. Like I literally, I stopped playing when I got to um, Onomichi, which um, which is the other town in this in this game. Yeah. Um, it's part of um, Hiroshima, right? Hiroshima, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll get back to that, and also. I've played like two hours of Frostpunk so far. Um, yeah. Game is so Frostpunk is a it's a city builder from the people who brought you um, what is the name of that game? Uh, the War of Mine is that what it's called? Yeah, there you go. Yes, That's there the you go. Um, so they it's a city builder. It's set in Victorian London, um, a kind of steampunky Victorian London when there has been a second ice age and people have had to leave london and you control you're running a city of people who have just gone who've left london and gone north and basically have built a city around this giant uh generator heat generator in the middle when so they left london and gone north yes oh 
Because they, they, did they tell you where it's set? Is it like North England or like? No, they just say they've gone north. Um, they're on okay. a boat, so they've probably actually left the UK at this point. Like my guess, sure. my guess is they've probably gone to like one of the Nordic countries or something like that, based on right. the way they went. But they've basically just left the left London completely and have ventured out to try and um, get away from the sea. Um, so yeah, so they've built this. Um, or they've come across a city with this old um, kind of generator spire in the middle that emanates heat and power, mainly heat. And um, the thing is all about kind of managing... So it's kind of got the traditional city builder stuff in it, which is like you have to make sure people have houses and that they're fed and that you're looking after um, injuries and you've got medical facilities and all this kind of stuff. But it's all built in a circle around... Uh, around the actual generator itself and heat is a real concern so um, for instance like there's a there's a the kind of as you upgrade the generator like its heat will expand outwards further but at the start yeah. like, you can only really build really close to the generator in order for people to still be comfortable but very quickly like you run out of space and you have to start pushing out and because you start pushing out they don't have enough heat so you need to build like extra heat things out there which uses more coal which just generally makes it makes it worse and worse and worse but then on yeah. top of but then on top of that on top of the normal kind of stuff you deal with in a city builder they've also got they're do it seems like they're using a more um kind of civilization model of like scenarios where like there's a story that's going to go through this entire game basically that or this your entire um yeah, your entire... When I say game, I don't mean, like, the whole game. I mean, like, when you have a game of Civ, for your instance. session. Yeah. Your session. There's a story that'll run through the whole thing, and it'll probably... It'll be the same story every time, but, like, obviously things are going to change depending on, like, random factors and all this kind of stuff. But the general yeah. gist of it will be the same. So you are, like, venturing out from the city in order to find other stuff around you in other places. And it keeps the kind of War is Mine stuff of, like... Here you have, you have to now have to make, go make this fucked up choice. Um, yeah. With none, neither of which are good. So you've got so one of the early ones you get as part of the tech tree is um, very quickly like especially if your heat fails or you keep the heat off too much or whatever it is people start to get ill. Uh, and the choice early on in the tech tree is you get people who are ill and you get people who are gravely ill and gravely Ill, Ill people are going to die at some point in the future. So one of the initial tech tree options is you can either um, train your medical staff in um, amputation, which means they're not going to die, but they're going to lose a leg and are not going to be as efficient like doing stuff in the city. Yeah, not as useful as a worker. Not as useful, not as efficient as 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 an able bodied uh, worker. Or the other option is there is uh, care homes where. They can't work anymore, but you don't have to. Amp- uh, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to. Um, they don't have to be amputees anymore, you know. But they're sure. not going to be able to contribute, and you have to keep them alive, even though they're not really contributing back to the society. So, so it's, kind of, it's kind of fucked up, regardless. So, like both of them are really bad. Like one will sap yeah. your resources for not much gain. The other one is like less humanity, and and like it says a lot about this game that at the bottom of the screen there's a straight up despair meter and a hope meter. And if either one of those, if the despair meter hits max or the hope meter hits the bottom, you have basically like a week's worth of game time to get people back or they just kick you out of the city and leave right. you to freeze out there. Um, so yeah, it's it's super cool. It and it's a lot more like Stellaris or yes. uh, Crusader Kings than Civ. Where there's just like random encounters that happen and you have to deal with them based it, on like what you have. Based on the writing and based on the way they're kind of presenting some of the writing stuff, it reminds me a lot of um, Sunless Sea, which is a game on here I talked about, mm, which is yeah, the yeah, yeah. the kind of story-based um, boat game, which I think was a space version of that from the same studio now, which I need to, I keep meaning to go check out. Um, and I'll also say the presentation in this thing is something else, like... Sure. It's kind of unbelievable a lot of the um a lot of the stuff that they do in there. And like even the, like subtle things on the screen, like there are there are periods of time where um like the temperature will drop even further below and like your heating basically becomes useless for a while and you have to manage that for like for between a day and like a week. Um and like the screen will start to freeze up slightly more and like as you get closer to the generator it'll start to melt again and then you'll pull back and it'll freeze up and like 
all the menus and stuff like that look really cool and it's it's a really really well presented thing um i need to i need to spend some more time with it to actually really understand it but it seems cool so far um so yeah what have you been playing before we get to the the big one that we've both been i haven't been playing anything else other than the big thing okay i've got nothing uh cool let me just make sure that i got the things oh right okay so yeah the one thing i kind of do want to talk about um i the the detroit demo came out last week oh right yeah i forgot about this so the um, it seems like a lot of people were really weird on that thing so i'm really weird on that thing as it turns out so detroit is the new game from quantic dream of heavy rain and fahrenheit or what the hell was that game called in the u.s Beyond Far- Two Souls? No, Fahrenheit um, was oh, called... Oh, Indigo Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy, that's the one. Um, I forgot Beyond Two Souls was a thing. Yes, Beyond Two Souls as well. Um, so that's their new game. Comes out this month in May, or I think. Um, I think so, yeah. They did a bunch of press stuff, so a bunch of previews came out, and then they were like, here's the demo that we've been showing people for about a year and a half or whatever it is, and you can just straight up play it. And mm. there's kind of two sides to this. So the actual game itself, the demo they played, uh, the demo that's out there is the... Uh, the scene called the hostage it's the you play as the android negotiator who's there an android has gone rogue or has gone has kind of lost it slightly and taken um the daughter of a family hostage and is on top of like a penthouse suite building and is threatening to like jump off the building with her and and uh, you have to go mm. in there and negotiate your way and um, negotiate them back and there's like 12 billion different paths there are six endings to that game and i'll tell you in a second why i'm very sure about that so the um so the setup uh, so you turn up and you get briefed and like here's the situation there are actual police there but the, but obviously the company who make the androids has sent you in to be like can't maybe you can talk them down rather than the rather than mm. the police just storming in so you have the option to or you have some time to wander around the house a little or the apartment a little bit to try and work out some um, some more about like what's actually going on. So, in the first room you end up in, there's a there's an empty gun case on the ground, for instance. So, as a and because you're an android, the they can do some really cool UI stuff. So, like windows and stuff will appear in world as you're thinking of stuff and as you've worked out some stuff. So, you examine the gun case and the thing comes up saying android disarmed, uh, and it kind of logs that. Uh, and then it'll, then it'll let you, um, if you get enough stuff from a particular area, it'll start a kind of like time skip thing where you can you have a timeline that you can roll forwards and backwards, and it'll basically right. simulate what happened there. So um, you can see the android. Um, if you rewind it there, you can see the android going for the guns. You know it was definitely him. All that kind of stuff. So you kind of walk around building up huh. more and more knowledge about what happened who's there so like you come across the body of the father for instance um in the living room and you kind of examine him and you see he's been shot like multiple times and then you start the the reconstruction and you rewind and you rewind to the point where he's just sitting on the couch with a tablet reading something and the android is behind him with a gun so you know then that you didn't see it coming but then you for- ah that's weird. Okay. But then you but then you wind it forward and you see as he was getting shot the tablet he, like he he dropped the tablet and threw it across the room. So now you know there's a tablet there. So you, then you go find the tablet, open up what he was looking at on the tablet, and it turns out he was ordering a replacement Android, <laughs> like a new model of the, the Android sure. that's gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's that kind of investigation, and it's much more investigation, and it's much it's really presented well. Like I can't underestimate how good the presentation of that stuff is. It looks really, really right. nice. Um, so then once you've got all this information, you then say, okay, we're good. You go out onto the patio and start to talk the talk this Android round. You can bluff, you can bluff him, you can use some of the information you've got, like you know that he was very close to the daughter, so why are you doing this to her? You saw that they were ordering another android and they were going to replace you, is that the reason why you're doing this? You have this whole conversation and then it can play it a number of different ways depending on what you say and what you know and the reaction to stuff and all all this kind of thing. Um, And then at the end of it, once the the sequence uh, finishes, it literally brings up this flowchart of like, here's where you started, here are the six endings, here are all of the decision points in between, and anything you didn't touch just has a question mark on it, but it will show right. you, like, 
this is this is a question mark because this is something you didn't physically find. This is a question mark because this is a dialogue option you didn't take. This is a thing mm, that is okay. like so. Well, so they're, they're making it obvious. When... Yeah. So it, it solves the problem that like Heavy Rain did, where you're like, I don't know how to get this trophy. Like, I know the name of it, but like, I don't know the sequence of events I need to do to get there. Sure. Right. At least then it gives you hints to be like, well, there's a whole other path on this thing that I didn't even see. And so I played through it like three or four times and got a couple of different endings and explored some stuff. Um. So yeah, there's like as a, it is probably the best. It's probably the best iteration of what that guy has been doing for fucking years at this point. Like, sure, I would, I would maybe wait until you see all of it before you say something. Totally, like that, but, but yeah. like based on the that guy, that guy is well known for not sticking the landing. Um, yes, for sure. Like, there's nothing in there that's particularly controversial. Let's say, like, this is very much like a video game. Is the voice scenario. acting good? Does it, does it really have weird accents? Is it? It's weird, right? Because the like your main character's an android, so he, he's gonna speak funny, and it seems like yeah. the, the the way his intonation is like he seems very kind of detached from everything that's going on around him. And there's a really weird moment where like so in this apartment, like the apartment's like shot up, like tables are smashed, stuffs knocked mm. over, like it's a mess, right? And there's bodies in the ground and stuff like that. And there's a moment where I was walking between the kitchen and the living room to investigate the body that was there and as he's walking across like he does the thing where like he kind of turns around and keeps walking backwards like very leisurely as there are as this place is the thing as there are SWAT people running around this apartment as a SWAT dude got shot because I took too long like he seems very kind of blasé about the whole thing and it doesn't quite okay. and I can't tell if it's like it's just bad or whether this is the android being an android and not caring or like that kind of stuff um, but once you get out onto the patio and you're actually the two androids are interacting with each other, like the facial animation is real good. I will for sure give them that. And sure. the but the dialogue is like it seems pretty good. Like the 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 android who's taking the hostage, like his performance is pretty good. And your guy is like be doing the stuff he meant to do and is is acting the way you're telling him to act. Like if he wants to be empathetic, like he's saying the right things, and it's right, it's not sure. a, it's not a terrible performance. Um, but there are two other playable characters in that game. It is a much longer game. There's a whole yeah. bunch of places where they could fuck this up in ways they yeah. fucked this up before. Um, and like I'll openly say, like I am a, I have been a David Cage apologist in the past. Like I thought Beyond Two Souls was pretty good. I think Heavy Rain is not a great game, but I really like it. No, fine. yeah, that's fine to say is that you like it, but you understand it's not very good. I, I, I entirely I understand its flaws and its yeah. mistakes, but I I enjoy how cheesy do and you, dumb it do is. You understand that, do you understand that Fahrenheit's a bad game? Yes, yeah. for sure. But also, yeah, like, like, Fahrenheit is a weird place in my heart because it was a, yeah, such yeah, yeah, a yeah. weird thing at the time. So the other side of this is this demo came out on the day where Quantic Dream sued a bunch of French journalists for reporting about the state in that studio and it really creates this conflict now where i'm like if that hadn't happened i would probably be buying this but then i'm like i'm but then you have to like it now like whether this is true or not it now personally casts this kind of aura over the whole thing of like if i buy this game i'm now directly funding legal fees that are taking down prominent journalists who are doing their job yeah. like you know what i mean like there's a kind of moral thing in there of like i don't think yeah, i can support I, this I, thing yeah it, it, i don't really want to give money to people who are just trying to like silence journalists who are yeah, doing like, their job yeah just and because like, you don't like it when they do their job that's totally. not fair so like just to give people a little bit of background to people who haven't followed this because why would you unless you're like us but like there was a report that came out from Le Monde, which is a well-respected French newspaper, and two yeah. other French um, French outlets, news outlets, who were reporting on really um, kind of gross stuff happening in Quantic Dream, like lots of sexist comments and um, general kind of not a nice place to work, generally oppressive atmosphere in there, and yeah. did a bit a lot of reporting on like from people in there saying there were a lot of really nasty stuff going in there. And then rather than they respond, uh, Quantic Dream responded and said, this is all complete nonsense. And then like at the, at, on the day where the demo came out for the public to read and also uh, 
all of the preview coverage hit because that was when the embargo yeah. came off the preview coverage. They then it then came out. And how it came out is its whole other story, but it then came out as like Nober suing the journalists and Yeah. Yeah, like that's, that's just it's not right. Like any like even from even to be really, really cynical about it, that is a bad PR move. If nothing else, yes. that's a terrible PR move. So um I would not I would I would not do something that you know people are probably not gonna like on the yeah. day that you want them to download your thing. That's and also not... like, hey, if you want to curry favor with journalists and reporters who are playing your game and telling people about it, like how about you don't sue people who are doing their job? You know, like that's probably a bad idea as well. But yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, like play the demo. Like it's worth seeing as a thing. For sure. sure. Like, even just, like, again, even just the visual presentation, I really, really liked. Um, but I'll need, we need to wait for this whole thing to blow over before I can even consider playing the game. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't bring myself to I do that right now. Um, so, yeah, we should probably go to break and then talk about the other big game um, yeah. that we've both been playing. Um, so, I believe you have a, you have a music this week. Yeah. So, uh, I did another one of my things where I'm going to pick something from a game that we haven't played, uh, but I keep in touch with when people talk about video game music and stuff like that. And sure. this has come up a little bit, especially because the music I've been listening to recently is kind of a bit, a bit of serendipity. Uh, so it's a game that we actually meant to play because it's it's really interested both of us. It's a game called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Oh, right, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a weird Americana adventure, like storytelling game that's got a bunch of different writers like Alistair Walker and stuff like that I've written for it. Yeah. Um, Sting narrates that I, game as well. Yeah. I like a bunch of people were talking like on various places about the music and how it, it, it fits the tone and that it's a lot of like Americana frontier guitar banjo, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, but it's, I listened to it and it's it is just very good. Uh, so I'm going to pick a song from that. Cool. Uh, and it's going to be a song that appears a lot on the soundtrack, just called Vagrant Song. Uh, okay. There appears to be different variants of it depending on where you are in America. So this is oh, the Deep that's South cool. version of Vagrant Song. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so check the post for this where you can see links for where you can pick this up. And we'll be back right after this. the deep south variant of vagrant song from where the water tastes like wine i swear to god i'm gonna play this game because it looks too interesting to not play it yeah and, like, i'm i'm fascinated i know by austin doing. walker's a good writer and so i need to, i need to see what there's a lot of really good names on that is. Yeah. yeah a lot of really good names on it um yeah so god of war is the game yeah that kind that's of, the big thing so the, the kind of path of this thing has been super fucking interesting for me personally <laughs> where i did not really care about this game and then mm. the reviews came out which was getting like nines and tens across the board and then suddenly yeah. i was super interested on the same week that yakuza came out and frostpunk came out the day at the week after and i have basically played nothing but god of war since it came out like it is yes yeah it is a really good game it is really really excellent yeah um, so do you want to talk about the, your experience with it so far? Because I, I actually don't know where you are and, I don't, and I've don't and i put a bunch more time into it since the last time I talked to you, so I don't want to go too far. You've put a bunch more time into it since like two days ago when we yes. talked about it. Yes. Oh, okay, was that Sunday? Okay. Yes, sure. that was basically my Sunday. So. Um, so yeah, so God of War is actually like a direct sequel to the other God of War games yeah. um, where Kratos is now your dad. Um, more specifically, he's dad to this little boy called Atreus and he has gone 
through means unknown to me yet, because I've not hit that point, mm-hmm. um, has gone north and gone to the Norselands, the, nor- the Northland of Midgard, uh, mm-hmm. which, if you know Norse myth, is like where the humans live as opposed to where all the other people live. Um, and has this son called Treus, uh, their wife stroke mother passes away uh, and they burn her in a pyre and the entire game seems to be you she asks to have her ashes spread on the highest mountain of all the realms uh, so it is you and your son's journey to climb a mountain and spread your uh, bereaved child's mother's ashes uh, but that kind of goes all over the place after a while like yeah it's not as easy as just like climbing a mountain it involves you going to like various different lands and interacting with different people and yeah it's it's, it's, it's it goes it, a lot more it's, it, it instead deals from the old god of war games which dealt a lot in like spectacle and straightforward like here's a huge thing and this massive thing happening and like you're killing a titan and you're ripping hades's head off and all that stuff to a lot more it's a lot more measured and a lot more quiet and a lot yes. more deliberate. Uh, and it's, it's more open world as well. It's less linear. There's like areas that you can go to of your own volition, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more, it's a lot more well paced. I think instead of it just being this like nonstop thrill ride thing, it's more yeah. of a, it deals it out in slower pace and over drips and drabs, which makes it feel a lot better. It's really weird to have a, it's really weird to have a game like this of this scale and of this kind of, um, budget even where it's not it's not some like the world is ending and you need to save it story like even no it's even as far in as i am like the original the original goal is still the goal like this is yeah this is two people off to do a task a very very personal task and that's still what they're yeah. doing like at the end at the end of it it's 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 a story of these people going to spread these ashes but it's also like the story of like kratos trying to become a dad yeah, to a a son that he's not had a lot of interaction with, and yeah, it's, that's it's very clear by the son's the the, the way the son speaks about yeah. him and all that stuff. Very, so very quickly, it's very quickly, it's very clear that Kratos was not there very often. Um, yes, and there's uh, a lot of there's a couple of shots very early on of the the very cliched thing of the son like doing something very poignant, and you see Kratos trying to like he looks like he's going to pat him on the back and then doesn't do it because he's like, oh, what sort of father am I? I don't really know. Yeah. That's the that kind of like central point of this game is by you and your son kind of working together both in combat and out of combat is like yeah. developing this bond and Kratos is now the Kratos is still very violent and very angry mm-hmm. but he is um trying his best to be a good dad which I'm really is... I'm really looking forward to you getting further in this and finishing it like I'm not finished it yet by any means but um yeah, yeah, yeah. there are some moments in the past couple of hours where I've been like that they're doing some stuff with this game that I did not expect them to do in terms of sure. just like in terms of just like character building and yeah. dialogue and direction. Yeah. It's yeah. They, 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 even even with um even with us saying it's like a lot quieter and stuff like that, there is still like massive Oh there's stuff. Spe- there is spectacle. Like there's there some spe- like within the within the first hour, like that fight with the the stranger at your door yes. is one of the best like choreographed fights I've ever seen in like a video game. Like, yeah. it's really well made and really cleverly thought out. It's like directed like a fight scene in a movie. It's totally. really smart. And I'll, and I will say like that is not that is by no means the best. Like it gets better. Mm. There's stuff in there that, I'm sure it does, that you yeah. haven't seen yet that is just fucking spectacular. So they managed to they managed to brand uh, to kind of cover the really slow personal stuff along with spectacle really well. And also like they deal with some of the like over the top violence on there. Like it, yeah. it it happens it happens one too many times, but like when you do one of the what are they, I don't even know what they're called. I don't even know if they're given a name, but like the super like finisher attacks that you do. Yeah, they as are part three, of the but yeah. yeah. Well, not, yeah, some of them, um, or even some of the kind of heavy attacks that kill people. Like, just the, the idea of you doing all of this stuff, like Kratos is screaming and doing this thing, and then a chase going, just going like, I think you killed him. <laughs> like, that yeah. never really gets old. Like, it's <laughs> the, the interaction. Yeah, it was, with the first couple of times that he does it, Atreus just kind of is like, whoa, like, that, yeah. like, it's good to have a foil for Kratos who is just kind of like unbridled rage for so yeah. many games, and now there's someone there to go, hang on a minute, that seems a bit much. Yeah, that's 
and it's really, really good. Yeah, it's it's been a while since um, there has been a AAA game with the kind of levels of polish that this thing does, and it's mm, weird. Yeah. Like polish seems to have uh, polish has evolved over the past couple of years, where it used to be like. Like, it used to be purely like down to visual details and stuff like that, which used to be the thing that I I I feel people would pick up on. And like, don't get me wrong, this game is a fucking gorgeous game. Like, there is some yeah. visual stuff in there really that is looking. just out of out of this world. It's amazing. But the thing I'm really noticing now is like the non-visual polish in there. So it sounds really dumb, but I really appreciate the fact that like, so the game opens up at some point um, in the story, and there's a lot of like yeah. traveling between like. Tra- traveling between different areas and there's a, there's a bit of downtime in between them and like when you start doing that stuff Atreus is like hey like tell me a story or of of mm, yeah, your homeland the journeys are yeah so it does the thing that I wished games would be doing all the time where it sometimes it's like pertinent to the story that you're at right now and sometimes it's like hey here's a here's a fable from from most of yeah most of the time it is a kratos telling a story from myth or like a fable yeah but in a really deadpan straight to the point way so like yeah there's a couple of the ones that's like where atreus will figure out the ending to the story and say like oh like does that mean he just did this and kratos literally just goes yes he yes. survived yeah. because that is the story and you're just like oh yeah. okay you just don't get storytelling got you but the, the, he the is, point he's a bad storyteller yes but the point I, to do that that's not thi- his job the thing i really like and especially later on when you get like kind of longer bits of dialogue in there um when you park the boat at that point after you've done traveling like they have a really good way of going like it, and it seems really natural uh where kratos will go like but enough for now. We'll continue that when we when we yeah. resume, when we go back to the boat. And it's like, what? Like they they don't mean that, do you? And then you'll get you'll do whatever you're there to do. Get back in the boat, and Atreus will go like, so how did that story finish? And it's not even like that makes it sound really generic. But like Atreus will sometimes reference like the line you left off on. Yeah, and it's like the amount of dialogue that must be recorded in that game that we will never hear for to be that specific. Right? Yeah. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah. Um, and it's that that kind of levels of detail um, that I, I really, really appreciate. And a lot of times yeah. where, like, uh, there will be stuff where, like, you'll do something, get to a slightly further point, and, like, you, had to, you, you either anticipated or, through luck, did the thing you need to do already, and they always have recorded dialogue for like, oh, you did, yeah. okay, right, you've done the thing, great, cool, let's move on. Like, they don't ever, it always feels natural, and any time you think they've got a line to do something, they do it, and it's so... Even it's, like small incidental stuff is it's really well yeah. thought out. A um, of, yeah, polish, but, I guess. Is. And also I will say, like, they should not have made um, hitting the sea girls with the thrown axe as... <laughs> as like it's a really good effect when you hit it it's just this like burst of feathers yeah and, like i so can't they, not do it you have really the, the actual like physicality of the combat yeah is, which is, yeah so instead of it being like the old god of wars which were all like you're dealing with 20 guys all at once and you're just like whipping the blades of chaos around all crazy yeah. this is a lot more again it's a lot more intimate and it's a lot more focused of like it's like two three four guys at the most yeah uh and if there is more than that, then you're like, fuck, this is like hard to yeah. deal with. Because as you with your you have a shield that you can use to stun people and you have a and parry and block and stuff. Mm-hmm. And an axe that has a light attack and a heavy attack, and you could throw it and recall it. Yeah. And it it is axe throwing that I think is better than Hitman because it's yes. like because it's like you whip this axe <laughs> and if it misses it, it comes back like a boomerang. You can hit triangle at any point, it just comes back. Yeah. So you can throw it past people. And then boomerang it back into your hand to like trip them up or like catch them on the backswing. Yep. Or like you could just do all sorts of. And it like is used for like puzzle solving. There's a surprising amount of puzzles in this game as well that you can use there's for like, puzzle solving. There's like throw Z- the axe. there's like Zelda esque puzzles in this thing. It's, yeah, I did not expect it's all that. Like gears and you can use the axe to free stuff and yeah, it's just and then you get um you get like super moves that are like based on like your block that you can either do like a heavy super move or light super move that all have different effects and there's loot in this game that affects like yeah. all your 
you've got like armor and what's on your the shaft of your axe and like what talismans you're wearing they all give hugely different like there's a talisman in that game that just gives you witch time from bayonetta which is like a huge effect if you do it right yep but uh, that's if and you, also like, dodging I'll... like i'm i'm wearing one that gives me higher uh a higher range on my parries so i've got like bigger window to parry in oh wow that's why i like so it's it's so weird because remember you asked me at the weekend like what talisman i'm using and i, can't, I couldn't remember at the time but then i went when i went into remember playing it i've only ever found one talisman like i must oh, be wow, missing okay. something I found a billion. yeah so i've only ever found the one and like the talismans are the ones that are like your your like l1 circle power right that's what you mean by talisman well, there's like it's just one of your armor slots is your talisman. Like so, one of the so, very bottom is so like your talisman. Talismans are different. Those are enchantments. Talisman. No, no the, enchant- the, the enchantments are things that go on to your armor. There is a talisman slot. There is like an armor slot that is your talisman. But it's only you can only have the that one. Has like a passive effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has like a passive okay. effect on it that yeah. you can. So, so well, I've only ever- some of them have an active effect, but like yeah. most of them are passive. So I've only I've only ever had the one. I've only ever found oh, the one, crazy. and I don't know how that's happened. How much have you explored? Like I don't understand. How I've you explored a lot. One. Like I have all. Okay, I don't understand them. I, okay. I have so many enchantments. I have so much money. Like I've done a lot of exploring and yeah. i just have not found any more enchantments and i don't know why yeah um, but the combat the, the combat like just feels good like it does hits hits feel heavy and meaty and like they actually feel like they're doing damage like he has a move that you learn really early on where you could like if you press and hold r2 he like channels a big swing that thing is get, oh if you get yeah. that off on a light enemy it just cleaves them in two and it feels like because he like straight through their head but it stops halfway through their body so it has to pull it out and do it again and it like it just feels so brutal like yeah. it's it's unbelievable <laughs> it, it just it's it's an amazing combat system it's great parries it, feel good and that's all i care about really. i'll also say, I'll but, say like it's not it's not easy like i've died a lot no, in that it's game, not an easy game. Yeah. um and especially because there's the, like they, they do have some kind of indication where like because you have like a character level as well yeah. Which is and it's weird having a character level that is only like in single digits. Like it seems like that's not always been the thing. Like that's not really been the thing. Where like I I put like twenty five hours or something to this. I mean I'm level five. Like yeah, and the max I've ever seen out in the world is a seven once. And it's like so the, they are at least visually good at like using the colored health bars and stuff to be like no this guy is probably too bad too much for you right now or you need to be super careful. Because if they've got like purple health bars, they can one shot you or do real heavy damage to you. So it just means that either come back later yeah. or like be super tactical with how you do this. Um, but again, like in terms of like little details and bits of polish, I really like that they've modeled the axe in terms of like in terms of the world where it would be really easy for you to just like, like, basically, what I mean, is like. There's points where you're on top of really tall mountains, and if you just hurl the axe off the side of the mountain, wait for a couple of seconds, and then drop back to your hand, like it takes time for it to come back to your hand. Yeah, like it feels like they've modelled it falling down the mountain in some yeah, way. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it like where at all. You can throw it away and then walk away and call it back, like if you're indoors or whatever. Yeah, and you can hear it really far away, like clanging off walls and like hitting the ceiling and stuff. It will. So all you it, hear is just like ting 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 ting, and then it flies back to your hand. It will never automatically come back to you. So, like, yeah. there, there have been moments where I've thrown it at something and just walked away for whatever reason and then been like, oh, shit, bad guy, hit triangle. Yeah. And there's, like, good, like, and, three or four seconds while it's like, come on, come on. And you can, um, like, do you can do some amazing stuff where you can, like, throw the axe past people and then use your fist because you can go on armor to deal stun damage. Mm. And, like, because, because this is, like, I really like these sort of character action games. I just wanted to see how far you could, like, push the combo system. Yep. And you can, like throw that axe past someone, start beating them up with your fist and call it back mid-combo yep. and have it, have them like, have them do like a haymaker where it catches them up in the air and have the axe pass through them and then slam them down mid-combo. It's brilliant. It's so good. I can't overstate how good this axe feels to just whip around yep. and just bring it back. It's an amazingly bit of well-designed bit of uh, kit that you can use. I don't, like, I don't, I don't particularly like... I'm not a huge co- a character action person, but the combat in this thing yeah. feels really fun. And especially yeah, later on when you fight enemies like, um, I don't know if you've met a traveler yet, but they're like, 
kind of slightly bigger dudes like they look like dark souls characters like they've got big chunky they've got like big chunky armor and like really big swords and at that point it's a much more tactical one-on-one fight where it's like you're not going to do damage unless you get behind him and do stuff and he has a lot of unblockables and you have to react really quickly like it goes from like here's a field of like really light dudes that you have to just kind of crowd control to be like, here's a one-on-one that takes serious effort for you to to get through without dying. Um, yeah, it's just like every part of it is really, really good. Like yeah, the only it's fantastically so well. like the only thing so far. There's one section I've done so far that felt like it went on a little too long and it didn't really serve much. Like there's bit like but like out of the 25 hours so far, like for there to be only one section where that happens, like that's pretty good. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's. I am looking forward to you getting further on. There is some stuff in this game uh, that I, yeah, really, I, I we should talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's real good and it's long it's as well. There's a great. lot. To, yeah. There's a lot to it, which is again not what I expected from a new God of War game. But there's yeah. a lot to yeah. it. Interesting um, interpretation of Norse myth as well. Yep. Like yeah. they, they use a lot of characters from myth. Yep. Uh, it's like oh, I know and- that name. And yeah, oh, that's that like, person. There's like a lot. They, 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 but it's like, yeah, there's that person, but they've like taken it in a different direction. Yeah, lots like, of really good interpretations yeah. of stuff. Yeah, really cool idea. Um, and also, I will say, a lot of really good Scottish voice actors in there. Yeah, like doing, like, good I, actual Scottish accents in a triple A twenty eighteen game. I did not expect anyone to be called a dauber at any point. Yeah. And that was interesting. Yeah, for it to be there, just flat out, not hidden, anything like that was made me very, very happy. Um, yeah, and just generally, like voice acting's really good. The, yep. the acting's really good. Um, every part of that presentation is is really excellent. Um, it kind of makes me wish, like, I might try. Um, and kind of directly hook my PlayStation up to a TV and switch on the HDR stuff and see what that does. Right. Because I don't yeah. have that at the minute. And there are points where it was like, this is far too dark. Like, I'm missing something here. Um, but I really want to see what that looks like um, with the whole thing hooked up. But yeah, that game's right. fucking excellent. And it's, I really want to see... Phenomenal thing. Yeah. Really want to see the stuff. Um, so yeah, just a very quick couple of bits of news. Um, did you ever play... The mobile puzzle fighter game. No, because no. I heard it was uh, very uh, terrible with its microtransactions. It as much as I like puzzle fighter, puzzle fighter is great, but then the, yep. the stuff I was hearing about the mobile version was not kind. No. Uh, so. so I I played a bunch of the, the mobile version. It was fine, but yeah, you definitely had a point where you're like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna make me pay money for this. Um, but it's also it's being sunsetted, as they say on their official website. Where it's basically shutting down, and you can no longer yeah. buy. It's been removed from app stores the first of July, um, and the servers are going to go down the thirty first. Um, and they've stopped you being able to buy um, the microtransaction currency, whatever it oh, was. Oh, good, that's fine. So at least they're doing. That's fine. At least they're doing. Bring that. the last of it out. At least that's good. Yep. Um, Camposanto now uh, have been bought by Valve, so they are now Valve. Mm. St- is it, they're very they're unclear as to what they are. Like, are they still Campo Santo and just owned by Valve? Are they now a Valve sub team or whatever they are? Yeah, um, all those guys going to go and work on Dota. Yeah, so Campo Santo, the the Firewatch people, and um, they're they are still yes. making their game. It's the same game. It's just an it's just now a Valve game, which is uh, and everyone involved seems happy about it. So can't can't knock them there. Um, yeah. This I just wrote this down because this is one of the weirdest headlines I've seen in a while. The studio behind Wallace and Gromit is making a World War One themed video game. Okay, sure. Uh, Fine. It, it is Ardman Animation Limited um, are ma- working on a game called Eleven Eleven Memories Retold, which, according to this Polygon article, is a World War One themed narrative adventure, um, in collaboration with Bandai Namco. Like every part right. of this is bizarre. Sure. Um, go for it. That's yeah, fine. Totally. Like, yep. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I, there's no other information about that except it's Steam, PS4, and Xbox One, and that's it. No release date or anything. No even in-game stuff. Very kind of tone setting, 
a, a tone setting trailer. Um, what else we got here? Oh yeah, the the Stardew Valley multiplayer, which has been feels like it's been in development it's, for a hundred years. They have, he has been talking he has been talking about it for a very long time, and he is one person, and yep, uh, so. is now finally in beta. Yep. So you can go and do it if you so wish, uh, which is great. Like that, that that thing with multiplayer would probably be great. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to do it for the same reason that I'm not. I don't do like divinity with people and all that stuff because that's not what I want to do with those kind of games. But totally. for people that want to do it, it's great. Um, so the only thing is, you cannot. Um, if you're going to do co-op, you cannot take your current farm into co-op. You need to start a new farm, which is a thing yes. that I will. Most people uh, would do that anyway. I assume so, right? But. Um, yeah, so that is the thing that is now there. Um, what else we got here? A uh, little bit of uh, kind of video game inside baseball, which I thought was really, really fucking good. So I don't know if you heard of this game called Fortnite. It's pretty big at this point. Like, it's uh, kind of, is that the thing that the kids are into? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the kids are into this thing, and I don't. I don't yeah. understand. Um, apparently, it's quite popular. Like they're they're sure. Um. So they did a thing where they. So it's. I'll, I'll just read. I'll just read the intro to this um, Kotaku article. Fortnite recently saw a game-wide shift in how people use a weapon type, and it's all because people are thinking about firearms in a different way. Developers didn't actually change under the hood, but everyone's approaching the game differently now. So for people who haven't played, oh, Fortnite, is this the, the the changing rarities in the shotgun thing? Yeah. So they basically. I so, did read this. Yeah, yeah. So the the weapons that drop um, that you pick up have the standard coloured rarities. So yeah, green green's common, blue is uncommon, purple's rare, or purple's epic, or no, gold's epic, purple's rare. Um, and they basically took they had a problem where like shotguns were being overused. So they all they did was basically move tactical shotguns from uncommon, rare, and epic down to common, uncommon, and rare. And pump pump shotguns have now gone from common, uncommon to uncommon and rare. So all they've done is change yeah. the visual rarity of the guns. They do not change the guns in any way. They do not like buff damage numbers. They did nothing else. And then they released this graph that showed exactly at the point where they changed it, and you saw the usage completely even out for both of them, which yep. is fucking fascinating and shows that as human beings well, we are terrible it's literally it's literally just they they changed it so where people will pick the better thing and we'll just go with the better color and that's it like, but it's all color like it's it's entirely into the color rather than stats yeah which like, is if you tell if you tell someone this thing is better than the other thing they'll use the better thing is yeah um so this is from. Uh, it's still fascinating. Like it's a fascinating it's a, graph. Yeah. To sit in, but. Like uh, so, the design lead Eric Williamson shared the shared the graph, um, and said um, so. The, the weapons that they considered better in terms of color started getting more kills from players, even though it didn't actually become better. And the more common weapon saw fewer kills despite also staying exactly the same. So the quote from, uh, quote from Eric Williamson. I'd say we expected a slight change, but not that dramatic. There's an association with rarity colours that's clearly very strong, and if you only have a split second to make a decision about what weapon to grab, colour is one of the simplest things to compare. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really really cool. And there's also a bunch yeah. of there's a bunch of um, evidence of people tweeting about it saying, "I tried to tell people the shotgun's power did not change, but they all insisted I was wrong." So there's <laughs> even like. There's there's a real mind game thing going on there, which is which is real weird, and um, this is the kind of tweaking that really I, I really like seeing in these psychological kind of games. tweaking as opposed yeah. to actual balance patching. Yep. Um, so last couple of things. Um, CG CD Project Red have confirmed that they will be showing a RPG at E3 2018. Sweet. Which everyone Great. assumes everyone assumes will be Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah, because um, it's the only thing they have announced so far. What if it's just The Witcher again? <laughs> right. Well, did they not say that like The Witcher is sometime between 2019 and 2021 or something insane? I don't like know. That? They, when they talked about release dates for Cyberpunk, they said it was like sometime between now and 2021, which I think is it's as good as The Witcher Three. I'll fucking play it again. Totally. I don't care. Like, it is like I like a lot of things about The Witcher, except actually playing it. So make it Cyberpunk, and I might actually play it. Did you actually play The Witcher 3, though? I played a bunch of 2. That, uh, no. no. Did, I, pl- did not, I play 3? I don't think you did. I don't like, think I played 3. I think I played a bunch of 2. 
Yeah. Um, just it, not, it's not. It's not the same thing. No, but like it was more a case, case of like the world is kind of why I was playing it and the, the, yeah, kind of the tone of the thing. Um, so that's what I wanted to see. So yeah. Um, and yeah, just a a little thing that's always, that's always good to see. Um, games companies reacting to some of this to to stuff. Um, April seventeenth, uh, Sims Four got a patch that had a bunch of changes. Um, which, as usual, had a bunch of really, really cool patch notes in it. Um, uh, do, 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 where was it? Um, woohoo partners will no longer be chastised for sleeping in the Sims bed after woohooing. Um, okay. T- uh, where are we? Um, we have removed the female... Pre- so, it's, so there's a bunch of changes in there as well for like the kind of standard bug fixes that we like to laugh at on this thing. Um, But there's a couple of other changes that kind of slipped under the radar that actually are really, really good. For instance, um, we have removed the female preference for holding toddlers in family portraits. So it's now, so now all, now um, everyone is more, is now of equal likelihood to to carry the toddler in the portrait. Super basic change, but generally a good idea. Um, And the big one that got, that got a couple of headlines once it got picked out is the, um, so Sims, uh, Sims 4, your characters have traits, which are both positive and negative. Um, so you can say, like, they're they're um, creative, but also they're messy and that kind of stuff. One of the um, traits you could get was previously called insane, which just makes them kind of slightly unpredictable and slightly... Um, you kind of, they will make random, cha- uh, random decisions at random points. It's now been renamed erratic because insane has, obviously, mental health connotations yes. and all that kind of stuff. Um so the trait allows Sims to talk to themselves and gives them wild mood swings. Um, and again, super simple change where it is now, it's just a name change, like the actual thing has not changed. But just a name change to be like, yeah, okay, we hear what people were saying about it. Sure, we can change that. That's fine. That's, yeah, good. It's cool that they're Far reacting change. to this kind of stuff. Um, I'll also say, like, uh, having recently seen a bunch of Sims 4, because my wife's played a bunch of it, um, the character creation in, in that thing is kind of incredible. Like, I'd forgotten how much detail that you can go into, oh, into yeah, that can, thing. You can really drill down with that thing. It's powerful. Holy shit. And, like, the the way that they choose, like, um, gender in that thing is is super cool as well. It's, like, the, the, the amount of options in there that if you want to go in there, go into them is is super cool to see. And it's um, it's always been a game that's been really, really good at that. Um, I think that's everything I have in yeah. here. Yes. Um, go look up a game called Genesis Noir. I'll just say that out. like there's okay. a there's a kind of a tone setting web game that um, for a Kickstarter game. It's like an adventure Kickstarter game um, with a um, let's say a jazz focus, which seems real cool. Um, go a play Cosmic that. Adventure by Feral Cat Dan. Is this what you're? That's the one. Um, there's a there's a web. Um, teaser thing that's real cool to play with i'll just say if you want to spend five minutes playing with something sure. that's a good one. um so next couple of weeks what we've got um i think there's no more games really because i think Hello enough- fraternity 2 comes out oh shit next week that's next week yep wow next um, tuesday uh on the 8th is when that sure. comes out so you know i'll be all over that shit yep that's, that's that is a calamass game right there that's me uh, let me just have a quick look because uh, um, Thingy comes out soon um, State of Decay is soon State of Decay um, 2 is State of Decay 2 later in the, month, late in the month I think uh, yes Pillars of Eternity is the 8th of May um, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition no <laughs> you're fine um, alright yeah I'm good no I've got I've got, I've got crpg with pirates in it i'm great i'm oh, right. solid I for the next that game's got goddamn pirates in it it's got a fucking pirate ship that you manage i'm so excited it's gonna be great that 22nd of may for state of the k so it's the end of the month sure but i've got enough to be going on so i'm not interested in it. i don't need to anymore yeah games right i'll be now. i'll be god god of war and pillars and totally um so there is that red dead redemption 2 trailer on oh, that's Wednesday? Yeah, I think Shoot, I... second, second, yeah. Two yeah, Wednesday. Um, yeah, hopefully they show some more about what that game's actually going to be, apart from yep. a prequel. But we'll see. Um, in terms of site stuff, we there will be Labo videos over the next couple of weeks. 
Um, part two of Riddle of Master Lou, old as PC games, will be probably next week, and I'll probably live stream it this week. Uh, Are you going to finish that game? Like, yeah. All the way through? Yeah. Okay. Because I need to see how that game ends, because I've never finished it. Um bad it's not it's terrible <laughs> yeah um what else we got coming up uh we're gonna do some frostpunk once i understand it better and there'll be a bunch of other stuff prepping for e3 as well is the other thing i'm doing mm. at the minute uh, yeah. that we should start because that's a month away no month and a bit month, month and a bit. bit um i have booked holidays already so as have i yeah, so. we're ready to go. And uh, the other it's reason, because, it's great because E3 happens in a week after that as a wrestling event. So I'm all the way it's like oh, straight through the week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so the reason we went to do the Labo stuff at the weekend was because I wanted to try test all the kit for E3, and it looks like we're in good shape to do stuff yes. this year. So I don't to... know what you want to do with that many cameras, but okay, me neither. But uh, maybe I just want a three camera setup just to do fucking nonsense. Because sure, you know, it's fine. Well, we, we already did nonsense with it. But. There was some nonsense. Let's be prepared yeah. for nonsense. That game comes out. Um, but yes, until then, gamingstart.com is the name of the website where you can find all of our articles, podcasts, and videos. will be up there. We are on YouTube.com/slash gamingstart. If you want to subscribe there, you get videos and get notified when we put up new stuff. We are on Twitter and Facebook. If you search gamingstart, you'll find us on there. Podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address. And that's everything. We will see you in two weeks. Mm. Enjoy whatever you're playing. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.